All right, afternoon, we call to order the design review board meeting of uh, February 21st, 2024. The first item on the agenda is DRB 24-0024, 28504 Vail LLC. The planner is Jamie and the applicant is current architects. And just for the record, we have Aaron online and Mr. Austin and Olson present. All right, thank you. Uh, let me give a, a quick introduction here. So this is a proposal for a new duplex located at 2805 Bald Mountain Road in Eastvale. You can see on the vicinity map here, uh, kind of near the start of Bald Mountain uh, after it splits off with Man's Ranch there. Um, just a quick note, the applicant's working on kind of dialing in the height, a couple of the zoning numbers. So we're looking for an introductory review today um, with probably a, a tabling to the next meeting um, to get everything finalized. However, wanted to get the board's input on the design. So I, you can, I actually don't see a map. Now I see a map. Thank you, sorry. A uh, lot is a little around, um, a little over 17,000 square feet, uh, two family residential zoning, so proposed two units, um, slightly offset, which you can see here, three-story residences. Um, jumping ahead to the elevations. Some of the proposed material, um, maybe we can go stone base, um, stucco, standing seam roof, and then um, some wood accents uh, as well on both of those units, which you can see well in these renderings which were provided. So, and just wanted to note with the landscaping as well, uh, that has been reviewed by Wildland Fire. There is some of the uh, five foot buffer zone around, um, around the structures, so. Are there any questions for me before we turn it over to Michael? I don't uh, just always, Jamie, does staff have any concerns we should be aware of? Uh, no, no particular areas. Just again, just wanted to get the board's input um, per the design guidelines as, as it's moving forward, so. Thank you. All right, can you introduce yourself for the record, please? Yep, Michael Current, Current Architects. And I think uh, Jamie did a pretty nice summary of the project as a whole. Uh, everything I think is pretty straightforward. Uh, we've separated the buildings so they can kind of step up the site as best as they can because it is a relatively steep site with a narrow entry. Um, we, why we aren't here for just vinyl is we were kind of remiss in um, remembering that the minimum slope for a, a sloping roof is 212. So all of our roofs were one and a half, 12. So we're planning on coming back with basically the same uh, home, aside from any comments you may have, uh, but bringing that obviously into compliance with our, our height at some of our high points uh, that do need to be adjusted ever so slightly, going to a slightly steeper. Slope. Yeah, so I mean, I understand that there's some zoning stuff with the roof but still can you take us through the project and maybe walk us through the materials oh and, sure uh, yeah yeah as jamie said you know we're we have a stone wainscot virtually everywhere that we sorry guys made. hold on one second yeah now i see it thank you 
Estone Wayne Scott everywhere that we meet natural grade um, and for the most part even any hard surfaces but there might be a couple instances in the rear where we have stucco coming down to a, a stone patio uh, and then we graduate up to either stucco or uh, wood accent paneling um, everywhere else for our materials. Um, red cedar, beige, um, standing seam, class A roofs everywhere. Uh, one accent brow at the front uh, and the entry of the west unit um, just to break up the facade on the, the south face a bit more and so they can kind of match. And right here, so let's details. start with, let's zoom in on one, uh, one elevation or one how, how 3D image one? and then just walk us through what, in, what material is which, so because it looks like a lot of white and it, it's kind of tough to differentiate. Sure. And so walk us through, uh, so, yeah, walk uh, us through the fascia. It looks like you got some C-channel awning fascia. So walk us through everything like we've never seen this sure, before. Sure, absolutely. Right? So again, uh, a stone wainscot, it's gonna be a gray limestone stone wainscot everywhere that you can see to about a kind of a main level belly band. So the first level is virtually subterranean. The, the main level is walk out to the north of the lot. Um, and then, um, to your point, we do have some C-channel, exposed steel C-channel, uh, kind of belly around um, some decks and uh, flat roof accents. Um, and then above that, what you're referring to as white is really just a, a gray, a lighter gray stucco. Okay, so in this on the right side, we've got the orange as a wood it, siding, a, right? Yeah, yeah. And then the gray, what's the gray? The gray, we have two different grays. Oh, they're, they're both, both those stucco. are both stucco. Both, okay. both stucco. So we have a, a predominantly a lighter, uh, I believe the color is new gray. Um, and there, is that stucco going to have some kind of reglets in there? Or we, what? Yep. Yep, we'll do some regular reviews. What color are those going to be? Probably black. Black, okay. And those just aren't shown on here, but those will just be developing kind of as got, they come out. Exactly, yeah. yeah. What kind of corner treatment are you going to Might do? again do an X, okay. X mold reglet at the corners. So those um, are two stucco. And then as you go back to the, the connection part, that's stucco as well? Yes. Okay. Yep. And then the, the, the other duplex, describe that a little possibly. Same, same palette. Um, and one thing that to note here is in that upper left little bump out in the upper level, that's one area that we are going to have to adjust because that roof is non-compliant now. So that roof, that whole wall right next to Jamie's cursor is going to shift in a matter of feet oh, okay. uh, to accommodate the lowering of the roof Understood. and then it's going to go back to a darker accent stucco there that's similar to the the front entry element of the east unit <clears throat> so then they'll really kind of match um, okay one for one in materiality um, and then on the back side of that west unit uh, yeah let's look at the, the flip the side wood, of this and yeah the wood siding again so it, okay, it's not just like these little individual elements. They do kind of encompass the entire perimeter of the house. And then these are the two different colors of stucco on yeah. this elevator. It's just kind of the rendering's a little, it the white's a little darker gray, and then you got white. Yeah, the renderings are just a little And the whole, down. the whole rest of it's white from this view, or are there some more gray sections? Well, I, I think that the gray, the lighter gray, will read more gray in reality. To be honest, okay. Um, I'm just trying to understand what you're going to bring in some 
fit final samples or finished samples if you'd like. I think it's just that. Or just I'm just understanding for this the rendering here. Sure. It's like we're kind of not picking up the darker stucco too in some of those. Right. Right. Exactly. Is that so you can you can see the good contrast in the stuccos. Yeah, that uh, one looks. Here. Yeah, you can pick it up there. But I don't, Michael. Could you clarify if there's any of that darker on the on that secondary unit? On yeah. Or the, point, the back we're unit. We're going to add it back. Okay. On the west unit from the front. From the rear, you don't really get it as much. Um, it is just predominantly the lighter color stucco. Yeah. Um, well, my first thought is, could we go back to that other 3D we're looking at? I think that the com composition of the wood siding, the dark gray and the white, I think is pretty nice. It would be cool if the other duplex could have that kind of to mimic it, even, even though we're, I know you're doing it on the flip side, but maybe if you're seeing both of them so they look kind of similar, but then you, maybe that upper element could be the dark gray, the darker gray or the wood. And, uh, sure. That's my initial comment. Sure, um, and we are gonna add the dark gray to that Western unit, to your point. Awesome. That's great. And so the railing, do you want to describe the railing? The railing is just a pretty standard steel railing. Uh, right now, or probably you know just a round pencil rod. It could be a square pencil rod or a flat with, bar stock. Okay. But Within a, a metal fascia, and then what kind of surface are you doing on the patios? The, the roof fascias will probably be wood. Just okay. stained charcoal or ebony, very black, to match the, the charcoal of the standing seam. The, the accent steel accent, any steel accents will be either powder coated or painted black to match all of that as well. All right, and the deck surface? Deck surfaces, will this, these two surfaces over the uh, garage doors are drip through, so it'll be treks, probably you know, kind of washed or weather gray uh, drip through treks or something similar. Um, and the garage doors will be you know, more of an aluminum Clad commercial with the frosted glass inserts. Perfect. That was the question. And those those struts and columns for the deck there. Yeah. What are those? Those steel or white flange steel okay. brackets that match the C channel accents, all painted to match. Okay. All right. What uh, Aaron online? What do you have any questions on this? Yeah. Uh, well, just a couple things, Kit. Um, uh, and actually, I keep losing the mat. Um, every time somebody starts talking, the map goes away. I'm not quite sure. Like, I have all of my views here. So technical in the back can just make sure, like, right now I have no map to look at. But uh, when we are looking at that one front elevation, I do agree with Kit. I, I understand that you have the, the wood accent on the rear of the building, and that ties in. But from that front and that side view, that unit that's uh, set back, that second unit does feel a little bit naked. And um, it, I, I don't feel like that the balance is really there. Um, I know that there's a lot of things. Yes, we'll probably do some black reglets. We'll probably do this. But as it looks right now from those renderings, I think that second unit is just a tiny bit of a mess. Um, I would like to see a little bit of the wood brought through in somewhere so that you're tying it together, almost a bit of a wraparound so that you can see the different materials. Um, because again, it does go a little bit flat and cold. Um, the other, and the same thing when you go to the back, uh, then all of a sudden it's reversed. The, the front, the, the back unit that then has the wood on it, uh, you know, feels like a little more substantial. And then the next unit looks as if, again, it just kind of dies into white. So. Um, and then my other concern is simply the landscaping. And again, I'm looking at the rendering. Right now, I'm not looking at anything. Um, 
other than the high five media shot. Um, but from the rendering that I saw, it does look like, thank you, yay, thank you guys. Um, you know, we've got some trees and, and the very big background, but it, it looks like, again, someone's gonna put a putting green out there and, and maybe some flags and, and start playing a little golf. Um, so if you could just kind of talk through that, I, I feel like this is just gonna be incredibly visible and standing out from um, the road and not give the owners uh, very much privacy, um, you know, wind protection or sound or any of those things. So again, just making sure that we've got that mountain and that mountain modern. But those are my concerns as far as the, um, or questions that you can address as far as the materials and then uh, the landscaping. Should I respond now or? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Okay, uh, well, first and foremost, to your point on the landscaping, it just obscures everything if we have them in all of those renderings. So we've frozen almost all of the landscaping that would obscure the home uh, for clarity's sake in those renderings. Uh, the landscape plan is probably a little bit more indicative. Um, I'd be happy to provide some site photos next time. It's a very maturely grown lot that this house, the existing house hasn't been touched in 40 years. So we're, we're trying to minimally remove trees uh, within the confines or you know, what the um, urban, wild urban space allows. But we will have a lot of mature landscaping. We're just trying to infill minimally with new landscaping as required. Um, but for the most part, the biggest point overall picture is is in the renderings it's just not shown yeah it's uh, kind of tough to, right, I get to show that. yeah and then to your to your and kit's point on the materiality yeah heard loud and clear well there are a couple elements on the back side of the house that i think that we can add the darker stucco and potentially on the front side either the wood or the darker stucco for a little bit more you know warmth and and uh, mm -hmm. matching of that uh west I don't and I personally would love to see a little of the wood on the front. I agree. Sorry, yeah. this is my A little bit of the wood on the front to bring that warmth in. Again, like I said, this is trending really great, and this is what everybody's seeing in the magazines, what everybody wants. And you know, give it a couple of years, and then there's something else that's trending, and it doesn't look like this. So at the end of the day, the mountain and the mountain modern. And I think that that wood really does bring a nice warmth and a softening to the house that will be appreciated over the long term. Sure. Fair Thanks for clarification. Do, do you want to speak to the landscaping at all right now at oh, all, or I just kind of give like a, or do you want to save it till the next time, or do? Yeah, I think that I hope that I addressed it enough. Okay, I mean, unless you want to talk about it, that's fine. Okay. All right. I'd love to go over the landscape plan, and especially with Catherine here, who um, has a really great eye for that and understanding of the the height of the plants and things. Because again, I, I can see the plant and I can see lots of little things. Again, right now I see nothing, but my view, it keeps going back and forth again. This has never happened before. Um, but yeah, if you wouldn't mind just going over the landscape plan in a little more detail as far as what the species are. And if there are some um, some photos, that would be really helpful. Oh, yeah, do you, yeah, do you wanna do that and just say, hey, what the, this gray area is, <clears throat> Just sure. describe the materials, describe what's there, uh, what's going to be new. I don't think we need to go into what's existing. Sure. And like, the, are those, they're going to be patios in the rear and maybe mm -hmm. just kind of talk us through that maybe a little. And what view, is this the best view for you or? Yeah, yeah, it's a great view. Okay. Um, so on the periphery of the um, landscape plan, all those trees that are indicated are existing. 
Um, there are some dashed lines in between that show quite a few clusters of um, cottonwoods and some uh, aspen and a few evergreens that need to be removed just for the development of the home. And then we're planning on coming back in with uh, selective blue spruce and aspen trees to you know give a little bit more privacy from the road, especially for the the eastern unit that's as, that's close to Bald Mountain, while keeping you know within you know the the five feet rule, um, and then we have a number of purple lilacs that we are using as screens between the east and west um, properties where we're removing other larger trees, um, and that's kind of it in a nutshell for now. We have the two large at grade patios that are, you know, Off the walk out rear. to the north from the, the living spaces of each unit. Cool. Um, and then each unit, uh, we have a little uh, retaining wall and have graded it such that uh, we have some quite a bit of privacy, we think, between each of the rear yards of each unit. Yeah, I think it utilizes the site well. It's it's good site plan. Uh, Ray's thoughts? You guys covered them. Good? Yeah. All right. Uh, Catherine, what are your thoughts? <coughs> Um, do you have a landscaper? We do not. Okay, so you guys are going to fill in with native, mm -hmm. and is it going to be watered? Um, any like, new trees like, will get drip irrigation. Okay. We are not proposing any new turf at all that would require like pop-up irrigation. Okay. So any planting beds, we are proposing several. Sorry, I missed that. Several um, perennial planting beds that would have drip irrigation, okay. but they're very limited. They, we have several at, the, at each entry. And then we just have the river washed cobble basically for our buffer, you know, our four, five foot buffer mm -hmm. to nat native seed um, lawn. Great, yeah, I, I, I think you've addressed it well. It's, and it's <clears throat> fulfilling, what is it, Greg, or sorry, Jamie, like 20% on the, as far as the landscaping on the? 60% uh, of the lot for landscaping, which is, is being met. Yes. Okay. Yeah, uh, I, no, that. I don't have any questions about anything other than that. What, what is the gray? Is that a cobble or? Yeah, that's a river washout cobble. And there. then what's the hatch? Uh, the hatch is the perennial beds. Okay. So perennial flower beds. Cool. And just for the record, uh, Catherine and Herb have arrived to the meeting. Herb, what are your thoughts on this? Well, you know, I'm probably going to repeat some of the comments that uh, some of the other board members uh, stated. <clears throat> There's a certain richness, if you're looking at the Southwest perspective, there's a definite uh, richness in that, when the, in the unit that's closer to the road. Um, and then when you look at the one that's behind it, it kind of doesn't have that much of an interest. But if you go to some of the other, um, some of the, the other uh, views, like the Southeast perspective, it seems like you do have, that's the, you do have some up uh, up above, up the hill, some of that richness, but it's just that front elevation, and that's the thing that really grabs your eye at the, when you arrive at the house. That doesn't have the richness that the one in front does. So, did I repeat what everyone? <laughs> no, I agree. They, there's some. <laughs> that's a really nice composition on that corner, and yeah. it'd be cool if you saw that and. You knew, I don't, you don't have to necessarily know it's a duplex, but 
I think every view could enjoy some of that care to attention. And uh, you're on the right track, though, yeah. and so we'll see you again. So um, is there any public comment on this one? We'll see if there's anyone in the room. And if there's anyone online for public comment, please raise your hand. I'm seeing no one getting up in the room. We'll see if there's anyone that's And no online. one online has raised their hand. All right, on. So do you want to table this till the next? Do you want to just till the till you you coordinate with staff, kind of? Yeah, I think the next available meeting, which would be March sixth. Right on. So we'll see you soon. All, All right. right. Um, so I, if unless there's any further comments, I'd ask for a request to, uh, to table this uh, application till the next meeting. A motion. Yes. So I just propose that we table DRB 24-0024-2805 Vail LLC until the meeting that's convenient for the applicant, which if it's March 6th, then we'll see you then. All right. Well, thank you all. Thank cool. you. Do we have a second? Thanks, Michael. Oh, yeah. A second. second. All, right. All in favor? Yeah. Aye. 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 Thanks, Mike. All right. The next item on the agenda is DRB 24-0009, Robbins Residence. That planner is Greg, and the applicant is Berglund Architects. Yes, thank you very much. Um, let me get these documents pulled up, and we'll get started. So we did see this application previously as a conceptual application. Um, it's coming back for a final. So I kind of just want to go through some of the, oh, excuse me, I have the wrong one up. Some of the materials first. Um, renderings, but let me get to the material sheet so we can kind of go over what we're going to be seeing. Um, so it's exterior materials, standing metal roof, um, horizontal wood siding will be used throughout as well as some vertical wood siding. Uh, there you can see kind of what the stone veneer is going to be on the home and then the patios as well. Um, I think you'll see that metal and soffit material um, used throughout as far as the roof as well, roof and windows. And let me get to the actual house. So this looks familiar, 154 Beaver Dam. Um, to a duplex, so it was a teardown and going to be rebuilt as a duplex, so two units. Um, here you can see kind of the deck orientation, if you remember that from the initial meeting. I'm certainly looking at those kind of hanging over the driveway, so this is facing to the north. Looking at the steep slope GRFA, let me get to some of the elevations. So this is looking at the house from the, the front view. Um, we can see the unit here on the east, chimneys kind of in the front. One change um, that kind of happened since our conceptual review was, review was adding a little bit more of the landscaping up against the building. Does a little bit more to kind of sit the building into the hillside. Um, the garages are side loaded, so you're looking here at the, the house portion of this front area as well. You can see the stone utilized through this lower level going up the chimney. Um, this is looking at it from the east. So the secondary or the entrance to the secondary unit, and then you can kind of see how the, the house sits into the hillside. 
uh, the roof the roof is angled to kind of work with the slope so all of it meeting the height requirements some of these upper levels are sat within the building uh, measured down to that existing grade and then looking at some 3d perspectives from the rear um, so this is the rear of the home the uphill side you can see some of the the patios that are going to be um, utilized on the rear of the house um, this is that stone material kind of at the base that we refer to um, that horizontal wood siding kind of used throughout as well as some of that i believe it's metal of these spots that are kind of inlaid between the windows up above and then looking at it from the west side um, we're looking at this elevation on the 3d um, again just kind of the, the rear of the patio you can see how again this is kind of built into the hill um, the curved roof that's your signature of, of the applicant's uh, design and then get into some 3D perspectives. Um, let me go more to the renderings. Will help a little bit more with seeing um, seeing those with the color. If you remember at the conceptual meeting as well, we talked a little bit about the railing design. Um, it kind of starts with a. a uh, a metal piece kind of down below to give a little opaqueness to that lower part and it gives some privacy to those users with a railing up above. I believe that may be a wood topped railing with some steel cables, but I'll let Adam kind of correct me on that one. Um, here you can see the use of the metals throughout the building as well, kind of accenting some of those areas. Um, this is, you can see kind of a little bit more how this steps into the, the hillside with those landscaping materials on the front. And then again, looking at the rear, um, there is a pretty good amount of retaining walls in the back that kind of step gently, so we're not seeing any large walls back there. All of them are meeting the six-foot requirement with the four-foot spacing. And then really utilizing that chimney feature for the privacy between the two rear patios. Again, looking at it more from the front end, you can see that stone that is utilized throughout the home um, pretty generously, kind of weighing that down in the front, um, giving that nice weighty base. Uh, we did review this. It meets all the, the wildland landscaping requirements, our minimum 60%. Um, no further comments from any of the, the town departments as far as reviews necessary. Um, meets all the zoning standards as far as height, GRFA, setbacks. Um, but is there any questions I can answer before turning over to the applicant for further comments? Greg, just any staff concerns? Not with this one, no. Thank you. Anyone else have any other questions? Okay. Uh, do you want to introduce yourself for the record, please? Yeah, hi, my name is Adam Gilmer with Berglund Architects. Um, and yeah, I think Greg did, once again, an excellent job kind of giving the board the overall view um, for this project here uh, on Beaver Dam. Uh, one thing to know on the rails is it is an all metal rail. Um, the top cap is actually angled towards the walking surface, so that way moisture and it also prevents um, any people from setting drinks or anything on like that, just another like little design detail there. We did do a solid metal panel on the bottom as we talked about earlier and concepts were reviewed to again try to establish a little bit of privacy from the street. Um, this view here that we're looking at, we're actually up a little bit, you'd be standing on a ladder, but if you're actually down at street level, it actually does provide quite a bit of you, you know, a unique way to kind of shield what's going on inside while also giving the people on the inside an opportunity to engage the outdoors from the interior. So, um, yeah, that was one clarification. Uh, besides that, I think, you know, the materials are pretty well laid out, um, really using a lot of natural 
tones, a lot, a lot of natural hues. Um, all the metal color is kind of a um, matches the window cladding color, which is kind of like a um, I think you call it like a chestnut bronze. So it's not a matte black. There's actually some warmth to it as well. Um, and again, with the two different sidings, we're trying to play with the tones a little bit between the vertical and horizontal to once again try to break up that massing that we have going on. Uh, we paid a lot of attention to where the materials transition between inside and outside corners. No material really ever, tra no material transitions on an outside corner. Um, and to Greg's point, we added some of the metal panels between some of the smaller punch windows to again try to give a sense of scale and really break up some of these larger elevations that we have on the rear of the home. That really isn't seen by much people because again, with this being a very mature lot, there's very big trees up behind us to the south, to the lot behind us. So once again, we feel like we did a really good job on breaking up the elevations and really trying to maximize what the lot could give us and really try to really pay attention to the guidelines with tying in these homes on a relatively steep site. Fortunately, it's not a steep site um, over 3%, but it does you know, kind of tie into the existing grades that we have there. And once again, really trying to break up the massing and work with what the town has laid out in terms of um, all the design requirements. All right. Aaron online, what are your thoughts? Um, well, I just want to congratulate you. I, I think this is extremely well done. Um, the, the details that you just shared, and I love the fact that you are aware that a lot of these features changing the material from verticality to a horizontal and adding some dimension between the windows with the use of the metal isn't something that'll be seen by everybody, but it was important for you guys to do to, um, to give the house the, the architecture that, that it needs. The, the, the attention to details here with the building materials, I think it's just really, really gorgeous. And personally, I very much appreciate it. Um, I love what you've done with the landscaping and I think the retaining wall in the back. Um, I did have a question. Um, again, the images on the screen just go away. Uh, but uh, there is that back view where I believe it's showing the um, the retaining wall stepping up. And again, it looks like little pieces of sculpture in the landscape. I'm sure that's not what they are, but um, I'd, I'd love to just understand more about that piece of the retaining wall. Just again, looking to see how you guys accomplish that by by meeting all of those, you know, very strong requirements that, that we have on such a steep slope. But I, I'm, I'm really, really pleased yeah, thank you for pulling that up, Greg. The, uh, the retaining wall, I think you've done a lovely job and uh, the detail to all the transitions. Um, I'm assuming that there's a, the lighting is in here as well. I'm not, I don't remember us looking at that, but yeah, I'm really, really pleased with, uh, with what you guys have done. Just congratulations and, and thank you. I think it meets, uh, gosh, all of it pretty much, but they, uh, specifically for me is 14, 10, 5, um, 1410 4, 1410 2, and 1410 3, so, uh, and landscaping, 1410 8. So, thank you. Do you want to describe the lighting a little bit? Uh, so, um, with obviously, you know, being very cognizant of like what's going on with dark skies and the town requirements, basically, we have a lot of low step lights around the patio areas in the back. Um, towards the front of the house, we have a little bit more step lights and path lights as we kind of, thank you, Greg, mm -hmm. as we kind of work our way around. Um, Again, with us being limited to 18 fixtures above um, 18 inches, we basically were very selective on adding the down lights, which are basically under the large decks that we have. Uh, we have some linear strip lights uh, along the steps going up to, again, at dusk or at night, really light those up to make sure that 
you really get a warm and inviting sense of entry. Um, again, you kind of see the step lights that Greg's pointing out right there that are kind of like the red hatches that are like in the planter so you can kind of wash the drive. We bring that same composition to the back patios where again we just have the low step lights with a few up light, sorry, a few down lights that are in the decks above and then also in the trellis areas above there as well. We didn't apply any lighting to the landscape area, um, kind of where we're retaining, because once again at night, I think we really want to kind of bring that down and try to really focus on the, like, being intimate and with each other in those back patios. Uh, it's something we certainly could look at, but again, I think with our landscape architect, Scott Stones, he did a really great job on really breaking up how much um, retaining we actually had and really trying to like weave in, per our last conversation, um, some more plantings and some more planted areas on that larger retaining wall in the back, even going so far as to adding a couple more larger um, pine trees to really help shield and screen, <coughs> and also with the amount of pine trees we're taking down to build this lot, if it was only right to help establish that back and build in um, a little bit more of that screening. Uh, we also paid attention to adding some more aspens, which are the yellow and green ones, here in this uh, image, which once again, I think really helps balance it out and try to make it feel like this home was always part of the landscape and always part of there. And that's part of why we just start designing some of these great homes in the in the first place. And if I can touch on it too, so we do have one tree being saved on the lot, but the majority <laughs> of the trees will be removed, but uh, re-landscaped, um, you know, accordingly, as you can see here, certainly a lot of those retaining walls in, in the back, but leaving space for plantings all between. Uh, I think this is a great example of, as well as of meeting that fire-free five. We can see a, a lot of the rear of that is done with patios, which certainly makes a lot of sense with a little limited uh, rock cobble in between. But in the front, having some of that non-flammable um, vegetation right up against the building that kind of, again, kind of works a little bit more into the landscape. And certainly as we as we look at the amount of trees being added to the site, um, definitely um, heavily landscaped going back in, but still meeting our fire requirements. Cool, thanks. Catherine, what are your thoughts? Oh, I concur with Erin, the things that she said. I, I think it's just beautiful. Um, the the blocks, like in this, in, where you see this in the landscape drawing. Yeah, can we look at the 3Ds again, maybe? Yeah, well, that's okay. But right. because it, it's depicted better in the one that you just had up there, the, Greg. The rear, but there's maybe? so many mm -hmm. of them. So you're going to place all of these, and you said they're no higher than six feet, and they're four feet apart. Is that what you said, Greg? The the walls themselves are not going to be are not going to be more. The, the individual stones will probably be less. Yeah, okay. Because it's a lot of itself. technical placing of those blocks, which is is going to be a challenge, I'm sure. And I like it. And I think it's going to be fun. As you know kids grow up they're going to play on it you know that maintenance wise it it might it could be a challenge at some point with with water with runoff with seepage from underneath but i really think it's it's great and it it, it is a great way to do something besides a large massive retaining wall that tapered down so anyway i just i, I compliment you i think it's wonderful and can you describe some of the components, uh, the, the pergola, maybe the composition of the pergola, and then what do you have, an outdoor fireplace here? Or? Correct. So to the bottom left there, it's kind of tough to see, but that's a chimney cap, and there'd be a linear fireplace below that. The pergola itself is made up of all steel, so we'll have steel columns and steel beams. And on top of the largest steel beams is actually two C-channels back-to-back that allow us to run and hide conduit and cable. Um, to allow us to have our exterior heaters and exterior lighting in that. Um, again, by going to steel, 
brings a little bit of that modern back, but also in terms of durability and longevity, we feel like it's a great product to use. And again, kind of add one more area that's not necessarily covered, but gives you that sense of you know seclusion and especially with your neighbor being right behind you, we felt it was very appropriate for this this lot. And then the rear has the same railing except minus the privacy panel. Correct. So there we just made the decision uh, again, like you're on the backside, your neighbors are way up the hill. There is mature landscaping to the south, so we felt like changing the railing detail on the back made sense just to again allow a little bit more of that experience with nature because you are kind of looking down in towards the hillside, so we felt like it wasn't necessary on the south side. Race, I skipped you, right? Yeah. What are your thoughts, Race? I think the development of the project since the last time you presented it is significant and it's all in the right direction. Just one question, Adam. I'm spacing. Did did we have a concern about a utility box on the front of, of this particular property? And if so, what did happen to that? What What was the solution? Oh, we're just not going to have electricity. Uh, so what we did is uh, we actually came up with a way to disguise the electrical boxes within the metal paneling on the front of the home. Mm -hmm. um, so basically you can see the two double doors kind of on either side, yep, there and there. Um, yeah, you can kind of see it there. So the, on this side, the secondary side, we just did a metal panel door that will have a hole cut into it for the electric meter. Okay. Um, and then same on this side. Here we decided to keep it a little lighter and just do all metal. Just felt a little bit more natural on this side to again, once again, screen that door um, for the electrical closet on that side. But now, now they've vanished, which was the target objective. <laughs> I think previously they were kind of on the front right against exactly. the chimney, yeah. so yeah. they tucked yeah. a little bit well back done. into the building. Herb, what are your thoughts? Yeah. Um, that house has quite a bit of energy. That's the one thing that you, you notice when you first approach it. Either side has an equal amount of energy. And the way that that deck at the entry is, is uh, acts as sort of like a uh, greeting deck for people coming into the house. Um, the materials are terrific. Uh, you know, we had that, what Reese said about that electrical door that was right in the front of the uh, stack, the uh, <laughs> chimney stack, and now it's moved. So if you can't see it, it's great. <laughs> um, the only thing I would question, and you know, it's your call, basically, is that the house has sort of has a regularity in terms of the sloped roofs, and then there's this one curved roof, and I, I wonder if you had gone through a procedure of saying, well, should it be sloped or should it be curved, and I don't understand why you chose curved. <laughs> Yeah, it is, it is kind of an interesting, like we did actually look at it slope really early on in our kind of schematic design um, uh, process. And we kind of looked at it both with it just being another simple shed roof and then a curve. And we thought it brought like a little bit more of a, I don't know, a casual elegance of it. There's gradually growing up as being so stark <coughs> with the straight shed. Um, one thing we did add to to kind of balance out both sides is we did add a curved trellis as well in the secondary unit. So maybe, Greg, if you go back to the front elevation, the north. Oh, yeah, you can kind of see it there. Yeah, there it's a little bit. Um, so we kind of were, oh, sorry. We were trying to <laughs> add just a little bit more, of trying to balance both sides. So we felt like by adding this kind of trellis member, it's more sculptural, and it kind of ties the two sides together. Even though you really don't see it in reality between both sides as you're kind of walking down the street. But again, trying to find some way to get more of that curved element to tie both sides together, we felt was appropriate. <laughs> and 
um, actually made a really fun little artistic little piece there on the secondary unit. It works. It's nice. Any terrific. Any public comment? If there's anyone online, please raise your hand. If there's anyone in the room that wishes to give public comment, um, welcome them up. But <coughs> see no one else up. jumping up. We'll see if there's anyone online. There's no one online with their hands raised. Great. Well, if there's no further comment, I think we'd uh, see if there's a motion. Sure. Um, I move for a motion to approve DRB 24-0009 Robbins residence uh, that it, uh, with the findings that it meets 14-10-3, 14 14-10-4, 14-10-5. Cool, and do we have a second? <laughs> I second. All right, all in favor? Aye. 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 Cool, thanks, Adam. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thanks. All right. Thanks, next, Adam. Thanks for coming okay. in. The next item on the agenda is DRB 23-0379, Red Lion. The, our planner is Greg, and the applicant's Pierce Austin Architects. I need to recuse myself from this one, and I'll be right outside there. Yeah, I can just get you out on our adjournment. No, yeah. <laughs> Uh, thank you. So we did see this one um, again conceptually um, previously looking at this as far as the elevator addition. I'm just going to start with some site photos to kind of make sure everyone understands where we are. So the Red Lion building right off of Seibert Circle. This is the part on Covered Bridge. So if you're walking up Covered Bridge um, towards Seibert Circle, this is going to be the first part of the building you see on your left. So this kind of space right in the middle is what we're talking about when we're looking at this elevator addition. Um, it's really between the stairs and another part of the building. Um, and it's going to kind of fit into this little nook. This tree will be moved out. We'll look at the plans. Um, it's going to be accommodated more into this brick planter area here in the front. And that's um, part of our CC1 zone district, no net loss of landscaping. So we have to make sure that that's accommodated somewhere else. And kind of getting a little bit more towards the plans itself. Um, another unique part about the CC1 is the patios count as site coverage, so it's kind of giving that demonstration there more for the board's information than anything. It's just a little bit different than what we type typically require for site coverage. And here's getting to the renderings. Um, so this may look familiar. Um, so the real addition is down here on the left. You can kind of see the existing conditions up above, really that just brick area that has foundation underneath it being captured with a um, elevator tower added on. So that roof material is going to continue straight across, same angle, um, same materials as far as the roof covering, stucco on the front, a faux window right there to kind of um, you know, keep that interest that we have today. I don't think it's shown right here, but there is kind of that window <coughs> area. So maintaining that interest from a from a perspective of the pedestrian. And then one of the slight differences is just uh, reducing this kind of overhang right here um, to be within four feet of the building, not adding any site coverage. And this is a little more open. So before, I think when you saw it, you might have seen that this would kind of mimic that same archway. Uh, we ran into you know the definition of enclosed space and had to make sure that, that was nice and open so it didn't add to a certain amount of um, enclosed area. Excuse me. 
Um, so that's kind of the, the large part of the application. Um, for the board's information, this did go to the Planning Commission. Any addition in the CC1 zone district requires their approval. Um, so they did receive that approval at our, I believe, February 12th meeting. Um, so coming back to you just for a, a last look before moving on. Um, one comment that I will have is that the landscaping, the specific landscaping materials is currently being worked on with our fire department. We have a few um, detailed comments out there. I think there might be some snow clips added as well as um, just a few small things from the planning department. Um, I'll let the applicant speak to kind of the, the material down here. I believe it's all going to be brick to match um, and I believe a stair. So. I'll, I'll leave him to kind of go over some of those little details, but if we are looking for a motion to approve, I would just ask that the condition be added that the remaining review comments are, are met prior to, to uh, building permit submittal. The main um, review? The, the remaining. Remaining. Okay. Remaining. Yep. Just a few detail things and then that landscaping to see really what's going to go in that space. You know, obviously with our fire requirements, we can't have anything flammable, so we can't put that tree back. Um, but you know what kind of non-combustible materials are going to be placed in there? So we have some details on that. Okay. Um, Thank you, Greg. Any staff concerns? No, I think I went over. You know, like I said, the remaining comments that we have are just a few detail things to make sure we have everything wrapped up as it gets closer to building permit. But um, all materials are matching. You know, they've got their appropriate approval from the Planning Environmental Commission. We're keeping that that landscaping out front, so uh, no staff concerns. Thank you. Yep. And with that, I'll turn it over to the applicant. Yep. Afternoon, everyone. This is Jordan uh, here at Jordan Klasnik here at Pierce Austin Architects. As per usual, Greg's doing an amazing job of introducing the project. I don't have much more to add. Um, kind of how we discussed in conceptual, sort of just filling in a little dead corner of the current village. And I think, like Greg pointed out, the only major change is that faux shutter just to kind of keep that form factor of that existing opening as there today just so it's not a big empty blank white wall and then working with some zoning definitions you know instead of a enclosed walled off vestibule we kind of just have a more open air railing and a little bit shorter roof overhang but that's that's the long and short of it it's a it's a small one and can you go over the material so this is all going to be brick to match as shown correct uh, yes, I right now we're gonna we're holding brick to match uh, just to blend into those existing conditions. We may look into something that kind of complements the town of Ville pavers a little more nicely, kind of that lighter sandstone, which I think would be preferred um, on the ownership and, and everybody. But it, it like I said, it kind of depends just working with the association and sort of some of the common elements versus non-common elements. So working through that, but it'll be matched, cohesive, nice cleaned up and shiny new and what is it are, is the window are they going to be like louved are there going to be louvers in there or how is that um it would probably just be a trim detail so oh, we would just do, a wooden trim mm -hmm, detail yeah, just a wooden trim detail okay. i don't it that's a good point though it could be a good opportunity if that elevator needs uh some just air. some just some Venting. airflow for the sort of create a vacuum of space in there we'll yeah, I don't know. That's kind of what I was thinking it might be. <clears throat> I like what you've done. Mm -hmm. I think I think it, it it's very blends in very well. I don't think people even know that it's that it's been added eventually yeah. when you're done. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, <clears throat> and I think that's the goal is nothing too intrusive. It's really just filling in that empty corner. Yeah. 
nicely. And I, you know, in the renderings that you have with the plantings, it, mm -hmm. it looked good that you've added some here, but obviously that'll be, that's still in, under review, so. Mm -hmm. Now, Greg, for the landscaping replacement, we just measured the square area of the tree trunk, right? So about just four <laughs> inches, right? We'll now, be looking at that planter area. It's, yeah. yeah, right now it's that solid brick, right, kind of unsightly block of, That's, I don't know what you call yeah. it. So hopefully we get something a little more cleaned up, an actual mulch bed and wildflowers at the very least. Yep. I think the typical Vail's version of a street tree with a little yeah. metal grade over it. Um, certainly we're looking for this entire graded area to be kind of dominated right in this. Obviously we got a little bit of room right there that they just decided to brick over. So plenty of room to, to kind of move that up. Yeah. Whatever it is, it's going to have to be sturdy, whatever the plantings are. Cause It'll likely be some sort of perennial bed yeah. uh, mulched in there. Uh, just, probably no trees because it's within five feet of yeah. the buildings. We're not getting that tree back. Um, but hopefully a little bit better taken care of than this section. Yeah. I just hope they drink beer and Red Bull. I know. That's what I'm picturing. It's going to end up having, <clears throat> it's going to be an ashtray and a <laughs> replaceable flowers. Yeah, replaceable flowers. flowers. That's yeah. a good one, yeah. No, but it'll, it'll look nice. Mm -hmm. You guys can jump in wherever you want. If you want to go next, Aaron. I, I think it would be better if you didn't have that fake window on the uh, shaft of the elevator. It's just my, my feeling. If you look at the elevations, of course, nobody sees anything in elevation, right? really. But there is a, there is a balance of white, mm -hmm. and then that could be the end balance of the white, just the pure plain thing without the window in it. Now, we brought up the issue about uh, the shaft ventilation. And I don't know how you're dealing with that right now, but you'll, mm. it's, it could be on the roof. Well, I was going to say, we could also um, have some side vents that would kind of tuck under the eave, so you wouldn't see them in elevation. And okay. It's really just for airflow, just right. keeping That's that. My, it, yeah, everything else work, is worked out really well. Um, and that uh, the drawing on, uh, let's see, which one is it? Um, it's an earlier drawing. I might have missed it. But it shows the, uh, you know, the, the, the schematic cons concept of where that, uh, where that elevator shaft is. Uh, A9.03. Yeah. And that's, that's the one I was looking at. It's so clear, that, that diagram of conceptually of where that elevator is. And then when you look to the left and you see that overall, I just kind of think it'd be nicer if that if that trim wasn't there. It's my personal opinion. Should we put it to a vote? Hey guys, is my hologram up? <laughs> we can hear you. <laughs> Thanks. Um, actually, Herb, I understand your concern, but I think that you would end up with a general compatibility issue with some of the other buildings on on the street itself because really that is the only charming shall we say element to that area over there and I, I think that by losing that and that shuttered application that then you're kind of losing that compatibility i actually think you're meeting the general compatibility 14102 by maintaining the use of the existing building materials and and as you said whether the pavers match yeah, you know, what, what's existing or not. It'd be nice if they were all updated, but I know you don't have control over that. 
Um, Jordan, the one thing I do like, and I think makes a significant difference, and I was surprised I thought so, but the overhang uh, being shortened there uh, on that front, I think really is, is nice. Um, you know, it is an area that nobody really notices um, unless, as Catherine so mainly mentioned, they're out there with a cigarette or something like that. So hopefully, yeah, you can do something to improve that. Uh, the rock flowers, maybe maybe even a sculpture, I don't know. But um, I definitely think you meet the general compatibility, 14.10.2 and then 14.10.5 uh, as far as the building material. So I, I'm satisfied. Thanks. Oh. I don't like fake shutters myself, but I actually think it, I, it's, I know it's only personal, but mm -hmm. I think it helps tie it in. I think it takes that void and um, in general, I think all the changes from the last time it, that you presented this are solid improvements. Yeah. I have no issues with it whatsoever. And I'm right. with you there too, Race. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of false shutters, but between that or a blank white wall, I, I'm partial to the shutter. Yeah. I think it's a... Sorry, Herb. I agree or disagree, but... I mean, everywhere else looks like a hobbit might live there, and without the shutters, there's no hobbit dwelling in this unit. So I, I think I, I don't love fake shutters either, but I do think it it kind of kind of blends in with everything else better. I wish there was another option, but if fake shutters is it, it's, I think it's better than nothing. Fake shutters or fake flowers in a fake planter box? Yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard again to... sculpture. They have great artists who are doing amazing metal sculptures of flowers. They look fantastic, actually. I mean. In the long term, it'd be cheaper. The, the the immediate would be a bit of an investment, but you know they could really do something very cool with the sculpture uh, that that might not be destroyed by uh, the inhabitants down down below in their happy hour. Hmm. <laughs> All right. So, do we have a motion for DRB? We'll see if there's oh, any public, public comment. comment. Yes. Yep. Do we have any public comment? Uh, we'll see if anyone <laughs> online wants to raise their hand for public comment. Otherwise, we'll go to anyone in the room and let the record show that there's no one present in the room. There's no one online with public comment. And there's no one with their hand raised, so right. no public comment. So does someone want to make a motion for DRB 23-0379? I can do. Uh, I move to approve DRB 23-0379. Could you with the, go ahead, with, with the findings it meets uh, sections 10, 14.10.4, 14.10.5 with, thank you, with the condition uh, approve the, the, rec conditions. the conditions recommended. With the remaining staff comments be met. With the remaining set staff comments to be met. Thank you. Oh, there we go. Something to that nature. I think we'll get okay. it correctly and when we write it out. Yeah. So remaining details on the landscape plantings and building permitting is in order. Is the conditioning that we want there. Um, so uh, we have a motion. Is there a second? I'll second. Okay. So I move to approve. Right. All in favor? All in favor. All in favor. Aye. 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 Perfect. It passes. Four to thank zero. You. Well, thank you. Hey, thanks, Jordan. Thank you, thank guys. You, when are you going to start constructing in the spring? Yeah, tomorrow. 
<laughs> uh, still, yeah, spring spring construction schedule. Uh, looking to get the, the structure dialed in and submitted for permit. They'll do their thing, and then hopefully, uh, when's the construction season? A May. When the mountain closes. Yeah, mountain closes. Oh, so twenty yeah. second, late April. Boom. So twenty second of April. I believe so. Yeah, they That's extended it a week. With what snow, I'm not sure, but yeah. they'll fit, they'll find it somewhere. Wow. All right, we'll get Kit. Yep. Um, so I think the last thing on the agenda is information updates. Just again, applications for um, you know reappointments or oh, right, come on in, come on in. Just got the information update. So uh, DRB appointments coming due at the end of the month. If you are wanting to reapply, please do so. Or if you have anyone else you think might be interested, please do so. I'll pass it along. I give you more information if you need that um, after the meeting on how to do so. Any chance you could send a link to that? Sure. That'd be awesome. Yep. That's all I have. All right. Look, we'd look for a motion to adjourn the meeting. I motion to adjourn the meeting. Do we have I'm a second? second? Oh, Herb seconds. Uh, all in favor? Aye. Aye. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank you all.